today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. I am Nikki. Charlie Cotton will be out today, so you are stuck with the girlies, and I'm I'm excited for this. I am joined by the lovely Eunice. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us. I'm really excited to get your take on one of our stories today because you are a comedian yourself. Mm, I think I know what you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. Twist my arm. (laughs) Um, So we are going to be talking about Matt Reif today and the criticism that he's facing over a domestic violence joke used in his Netflix comedy special. We'll also talk about Tyrese and how he wants a new judge to handle his divorce case because he's got a long track record with this judge. But first and foremost, let's get to the dirty divorce of Kim and Croy. Is it really a divorce though? Lord Jesus, I don't know. It feels like foreplay at this point. Okay, see that's where I was going to ask because so basically their fighting has not stopped. They were you know separated in separate bedrooms. They were you know seen out together saying that they were you know we're all back together. Everything's all good just last week and then they started fighting again and you know cops were called again to their explosive to their house because the cops were called by their son Mm. because the fighting was so bad let me get your take on this so you're calling it foreplay it's foreplay a hundred percent we should not be this involved in what they do to get turned on really yeah (laughs) obviously you know some people just go for the strippers that are dressed as cops they like for real cops to come yeah i don't No pun intended on that but it's not real you don't think it's real i think they're really broke I think it does cause tension. Yeah. But I think they get aroused by the tension. Really? Yeah. I think, and they and they really get aroused by our attention to the tension. Oh, okay. You made it make sense right there. Thank you. Because for me, I feel like, you know, I grew up in a household where money problems were always a thing. So my parents were always working super, super hard and then coming home and fighting about how there still was no mm-hmm. enough money on the table and all the things. So for me, I mean, just to share, you know, a little bit of my life, I did have to call the cops a few times on my parents, oh, wow. you know? So I, I feel for the kids in this situation. So if this is just for play or for play or for their own, you know, whatever. Because, you know, you we've always, we've grown up with couples who were like, girls, get away from him. All you guys do is fight. Right. And that's not healthy. All the things. But these kids, there's like, I think, how many of them? There's like four, five, six. Like, yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. So, I mean, it, it kind of, when when is enough is enough? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And when is it to where, you know, when you have people, you know, TMZ, we have sources close to them telling us like Kim and Kim and Croy keeping this a private matter because you're right. They love the attention. It is all out there for everything. You know, the cops coming to their house, them being out flaunting the fact that they are fine and going to dinner together, celebrating their anniversary or whatever it was that they were celebrating. So I, I don't know. I feel for the kids in this situation. And, you know, their house is still listed on the market. Mm-hmm. They have not sold that for six million dollars. So. I don't doubt they have money problems. I'm with you. I just don't know if it is all for for show. I mean, if they loved their kids as much as I think they do, I I, I don't know. I wouldn't put them through this. You know, so I was stuck on when you said your background growing up. And so my dad left. And so my parents really didn't have that much interaction in my lifetime. So I thought I was missing out on having a dad. But if he was there, we'd probably been calling the cops. So thank you for perspective. I feel less abandoned. Okay, Okay. now... (laughs) Um, but back to Kim and Croy. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're just dysfunctional people. I was just having this conversation with a friend. I think money and um, notoriety makes you more of who you were going to be either way. Right. And so, yeah, most people are really struggling financially. 
yeah. right now. Most people are, 100%. right? And I remember, I think I was in eighth grade. We had a guest speaker come to our school, and he said, romance without finance is a nuisance. Whoa. I've been single ever since. Eighth grade. Okay. Eighth grade. <laughs> so I don't see how people get here. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you this, that this has just been like, I've been, you know, eating popcorn out of a popcorn tin because this is, it's getting juicy. I mean, every different day. It's, it's not something. that juicy to me because I think it's not real. Wow. I mean, I think they are broke. I think they should get divorced. Yeah. I think everything else is theater. There, we wouldn't be talking about them today mm-hmm. if the police were not called. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Uh, these divorces, though, they get really nasty. The splits, yeah. you know, whatever it is, they they really do. And when you have two high-profile people like Kim and Croy, mm-hmm. you know, who, I mean, Kim has always lived in luxury. And, you know, she's got those gambling issues. So that doesn't help when she's probably still spending the money on all of yeah. the things that she's buying, probably still trying to keep up those appearances. And that, you know, like you said, that celeb status. Well, they showed that um, we saw them out earlier in the day, getting yeah. coffee and yeah. shopping with the kids. And it could have been the difference of, wait, you got a grande? Yeah. And you know we're broke? Yeah. You, you know, it could be grande. anything got a <laughs> that will set you off mm-hmm. like, ma'am, we're broke. Like, yeah, we're trying to, you know, have this united front. We're trying to support the kids. And, you know, she could have easily walked in with a shopping, a Louis Vuitton bag, a Fendi uh-huh. bag. And you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Next thing you know. And you got all the kids in front of you at a Starbucks at a public place. So they waited until they got back mm-hmm. home to address mm-hmm. it. I guess we will just have to stay tuned to TMZ.com since we are getting all sorts of tea from this We're separation all a divorce. little bit broke. We're all we- a little bit broke. It's okay, Kim and Croy. It's okay. You know, that's the other thing I want to say. If you're not used to being broke, it's an argument. If you're used to being broke, it's called Thursday. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, it's, it ain't nothing new over here. At all. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. All right, well, let's move on to Tyrese Gibbs, another messy divorce case. Uh, this has not been a really good year for Tyrese. I mean, it he hasn't. is going through two lawsuits right now, a Home Depot lawsuit and an Airbnb property owner just recently sued him uh, for damages done to the property. Uh, and, you know, this is the long he was on part of the longest Hollywood strike for SAG actors, so he couldn't even work to pay for all of this mm-hmm. stuff. So it stems from claiming that this judge during his divorce case is biased against him. And uh, Tyrese is recently claiming in these legal docs that Judge Kevin Farmer handling the case, uh, he wants him replaced because he says that, you know, this guy has it out for him. You know, apparently the Judge Farmer abruptly canceled a court hearing. Uh, Farmer also demanded a $450,000 bond within 10 days of Tyrese's appeals. Tyrese said that he wouldn't even allow, wasn't even allowed to go explain his financial challenges due to the strike and things like that in paying the bond. Uh, The judge just canceled the, the court date. Um, you know, and so this has also been stemming. This judge was also he, Tyrese actually previously wanted this judge removed back in 2022. So 
I, I don't know. I mean, how uh, does the judge have it out for him? I mean, the track record to me seems like it kind of is a little biased towards towards him. Two things can be true. Um, I think Tyrese can be a bit of a jerk. Uh, Touche. Okay. And so I think when you've been a jerk to someone in a position of power, then, yeah, they might exercise that power to the nth degree. Yeah. Right. So I think, yeah, based on what we know, based on what we know, yes, (laughs) it seems unreasonable and irrational that the judge, when I give him the time or, but I'm sure for a fact, based on how much he explains on the interweb, that he has already explained a thousand things to this judge in court. Yeah. And so, no, we don't need another hearing for you to explain something to me again. Yeah, that's probably true. And you know what? I don't know. I I, I see this a lot with celebrities, too. If something is not going their way, they're going to claim that someone doesn't like them or someone has bias against them or someone, whatever the case is, because this case is not going their way. Um, and, and you I, have to wonder about someone who is constantly a victim as well. Yeah. Okay. So Tyrese plays victim a lot. Okay. Yeah. He. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He cries okay. on the internet a lot. Oh, he does cry. He does. And I'm not against a man crying. I like a man who has access to his emotions. Okay. But I also like for them to be able to regulate them. Oh. He's missing the regulator of oh. emotions. And so he would get on the internet and he'll cry about maybe someone who he feels has wronged him or has done him wrong, whether it's the ex-wife, whether it's Home Depot, whether it's the judge. And so at some point you're like, man, a lot, this guy gets happened to a lot. Oh, are you? And I have met this person in person. And is that true? And I'm saying, oh, well. Oh, well. Have it go. Have it go. Do better next time. Oh, Eunice. Eunice is, but a, I'm is not, here. But I'm not saying the judge is right. I'm just saying. That don't mean Tyrese is right either. Eunice came here to to Y'all make sure people up. knew that it was it was straight facts today. I hey, everyone's playing. <laughs> Everyone is playing yeah. with. Y'all us. not gonna put this on the internet, are yeah. y'all? <laughs> <laughs> is this gonna air anywhere? <laughs> well, I guess we'll see what happens if all of these claims that Tyrese has made will be the final, you know, straw for the judge to be, you know, removed. Yeah. So I guess we will see. And now we're moving on to the the best topic of the day. I feel like you've been waiting on this. I one. have been because Eunice, you know, I love when we come to this table and we have someone who is so educated on the topic we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And you are a comedian yourself, so mm-hmm. this is going to go perfectly hand in hand with what we're going to talk about. So okay. Matt Reif, yes, this man got catapulted into fandom and famous and had a Netflix special all because of women on TikTok who fell in love with how sexy he was. And, you know, I don't know if his jokes are that funny. I I don't know. I haven't really dived into that side of TikTok. But I will say women are the reason behind his his famous Mm -hmm. status right now. Okay. He opened up his Netflix special with a domestic violence joke. Mm -hmm. He did. And he claims that the domestic violence joke was because of the reason he came to fame was because all the women, he wanted to make sure that his jokes and his show was for everyone. So it could be for guys, for girls, for anyone. And he decided that he's going to open up the show with a joke towards men. So he told a story about being in a ratchet Baltimore restaurant with a friend and noticed that a female server had a black eye. They wondered why the restaurant wouldn't have a server work solely in the kitchen that customers wouldn't see her black eye. And Rife joked that, I feel like if she could cook, she wouldn't have a black eye. Yeah. And that didn't land very well. It didn't go well. It did not go well. But you know what? That's a risk you take as a comedian. You know, everything is not going to land with everyone. I think the challenge with Matt um, is he's done. This is the second time doing this. Oh, 
Yes. With the same joke? Like a no, similar joke? No, this is the second time kind of poo-pooing on his core audience. Oh. Because when he was on Wild and Out, he was the white guy. And so people would talk about, wow, you're the white guy in these urban spaces. A lot of times they would compare him to Gary Owen, who yeah. also is a white comedian successfully in urban spaces. And he said, I don't want to be pigeonholed. I don't, you know, and so it was kind of like, I don't want people to just think of me as the white guy in urban spaces, which is fair, fair to say. None of us want to be pigeonholed in any way in our lives. Uh, and so then when he became this character of a hot comedian, which, again, just like comedy, hotness is subjective. Oh, Ooh, Eunice. I'm not saying he's not hot. You're getting me warmed hot. up, girl. <laughs> I'm saying he's not hot, but I'm saying... Yeah, no, he... It's a subjective thought. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. He kind of leaned into it because most of his interviews, he talks about, I know, I just got hot a few minutes ago. And you're like... Right? Yes. Most people say, you know what? It, I, I hear people talk about it. You know, I'm here to be funny. You know, kind of yes, thing. yeah. Do you know how many times people call me hot when I'm on, on stage trying to be funny? Oh. Not enough. Oh, was I was going to say a lot. <laughs> a lot. Never heard it. Never heard it. <laughs> Not because it's not true. <laughs> the point is, he tends to want to buck what people are thinking of him. And all of us do that on some level. He tends to do it in a very big way to his own detriment. So it's a lot of char characters who don't want to be stereotyped or, you know, I'm always playing this guy or playing this guy. I mean, so that's a very natural thing is that when people put you in a box, you just want to break out of it. Well, now, the joke itself just wasn't funny. It was a little, right. you know, to the moon, Alice, you know, is a little antiquated. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so he he said before the special came out, he wants guys to know that he's not just for women. And and I think then he started pandering to the lowest denominator of men because a lot of men were offended by it and didn't find it funny either. I don't want to think that, oh, men thought it was funny. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I will say this. He took it one step further because, you know, he put up on his Instagram story Doubling that if down. you have ever been offended by a joke I've told, here's a link to my official apology. And the link that he put up on his story went yeah. to a site that sells helmets for people with special needs. So now he's doubling down and attacking a completely different, you know, yeah. type of people. Uh, and I just don't get it. I just, I guess I just, I, I don't understand. It's called ego. Ego is, is very fragile. You got to be careful with it, right? He had this meteoric rise and he's been doing comedy for years. I knew him back when he was a teenager in Atlanta before he made the move out West. And, you know, for most people who have known Matt, especially in comedy, you're happy for anybody that you see is making it yeah. because, you know, it's available. It's attainable. Just keep right. working. So, I don't think anyone can take that from Matt. Right. I think the ego of it all, there's no way you don't start believing your own hype. Yeah. Like, seriously, I took a good selfie yesterday. I couldn't sleep. I said, I'm gorgeous. Oh, Eunice, you are gorgeous. I can't even close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the ego keeps you up but at the night. The ego <laughs> will have your brain playing tricks on you. Yeah. And so it's a it's a hard thing when everybody says you're the greatest thing. You're the hottest thing. You got all this money. You selling out tours. Yeah. Okay, I can say anything I want. I already got them. Now let me let the guys know I'm here for them. And you know, there's a there's a not to play devil's advocate or anything because I think what he did was wrong. But it also reminds me of the Dave Chappelle transgender jokes. You yeah. know, and comedy and jokes used to be a place where you would go to escape real life. You know, the jokes were either made at something, uh, someone's expense, whether it was you know someone in the front row. You know, that's really popular or whatnot. So I, I don't know. Is America becoming a little bit too sensitive to something that is just supposed to be be for a laugh okay two things can be true 
Uh, but for my for myself, I make myself the butt of jokes, right? I'm self-deprecating. If I'm talking about my experiences, I never find someone to make fun of for the sake of it being a joke. You used to can make racist jokes, misogynistic jokes, transphobic. You know, you used to could do that and get away with it because you were punching down. And those people didn't have a voice to say, hey, that's kind of hurtful. That's kind of mean. Right. The more that people start having a voice, the more that it was like, hey, that's not okay. So I think the challenge is... I think comedy can be offensive regardless. It doesn't have to be about a certain person or a certain group of people to be offensive if you are offended by it. And you don't get to tell people what offends them, right? Exactly. I think a lot of times people try to be more controversial, controversial and provocative than funny. And I think that's where we're losing our way in comedy. Mm. Eunice, well said. That was great. Just make me laugh. Yeah. Me? Oh, you want me to make No, it? no, oh. I'm saying... <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. You're the comedian. No, no, but I'm saying like when you see the specials come out, yes. people are going more serious. They're going more therapeutic. Yes. They're going more dark. Yeah, I just want to laugh. Let's keep it light. Keep it Domestic light. Domestic violence is usually not the way to go to keep it light. Well said, my friend. Girl. Well, Eunice... I hope you have a lovely Thanksgiving. Oh, thank you. You too. And a lovely, you know, time off this weekend. And uh, wait, we got time off this weekend? Oh, ooh, ooh. you didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys have a lovely holiday and we will see you. Stay tuned to TMZ.com and we'll see you next week. 